Welcome to the Image Minds Podcast, folks. Happy Easter. Today's Easter Sunday. Um, a lot of people are celebrating Easter um, for two different reasons. Some people are celebrating Easter itself. Some people are, are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Um, but today is a pagan holiday. Just an FYI. But that is neither here nor there. I ain't here to talk about no pagan holidays and somebody's point of views. We all got the right to believe in what we want to believe in. But the topic that I want to talk about today, whether you believe it or not, is the government's role in the cocaine trade. Now, I know some of y'all like, duh, they was doing it in the 80s, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. Um, the government had a major role in cocaine, importing cocaine and a big role in the creation of crack. And the crack epidemic that hit the, the black neighborhoods all across America. But um, we know that. Some of y'all don't know that. There was a movie called American Made starring Tom Cruise that depicted one of the men responsible for flying into cocaine. And a lot of y'all saw Blow. And a lot of y'all heard about Freeway Ricky Ross, the real Freeway Ricky Ross that was a victim of um, the double dealing by the CIA. That's what got him out of jail. But I'm not here to talk about old news that is um, constantly covered and movies made about that. I'm talking about what a lot of you guys might not think about or maybe just don't know. But I'm talking about America's role in cocaine today, at least in the past. Well, ever since, for that matter. You think? Do you really think they got out of the cocaine business um, after all that shit blew up in their face with the Contras and all that shit? Hell no. It's too much money going on. But I want to explain to you guys how this is uh, not a conspiracy. I guess you could say it's a conspiracy, but it's not a conspiracy. But um, we constantly hear about shipments of cocaine being seized. I pulled up an article. You can just Google it. uh, Shipment of cocaine seized. You can Google it yourself and you can you can test this out. I Googled it just so I can have some information to share with you guys for this podcast, for this episode. And this this particular headline is from ABC News, and it says federal authorities seized massive 221-pound shipment of cocaine at Southern California port. This story is from February the 16th, 2019. It's by ABC News. And you can read that they seized the cocaine. Uh, a total of two shipments was 221 pounds. The largest at that port in 25 years. The busts were announced Friday, blah, 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 in Ventura County. And they just go on and on and on and on and on. But there's there's similarities between all these posts. Every post of these shipments of cocaine. And the commonality between all of them is you never hear about who got arrested. You never hear about who was responsible for that particular shipment of cocaine. You don't know who was driving the boat. Now, if, if I was driving a boat and I got busted with 221 pounds of cocaine, I would be on the news. They would say, Anthony Hedden caught driving a freighter, 221 pounds of cocaine. And a lot of y'all now that might know a little something, y'all saying, oh, well, you know, they might have been snitching and they ain't going to put you in the news and they ain't going to do this and that, but, but, but not necessary. But could it be that in order for the authorities to present themselves as doing their job and enforcing 
drug laws that they might purchase a shipment of cocaine or they might be sent as payment a, a ship of cocaine and they presented to to the American society, which is us, on the news, as a drug bust. Big drug bust. One of the biggest ones in history. Two tons of cocaine. Blah, blah, blah. They just go on and on. And they offload the cocaine off of these ships. And they got them stacked. They make they like, they like to make nice little walls in the news of, of bricks of cocaine. Kilo, kilograms of cocaine. They like to make these little nice little walls. Right? But what happens to the cocaine? It's evidence. So they say. You never hear about anybody being prosecuted about these huge shipments of cocaine. And correct me if I'm wrong. You guys who are listening, Google the story. If you can find some evidence out of all, I want you to count how many you had to thumb through. If you find one conviction in these large shipments of cocaine, you never hear about the driver being, you never even know who the captain of these boats are. You never hear about who the crew is. You never hear anything. You just hear about a bust. You don't hear anything else. But could this be a transaction in our faces and they make it seem like it's a drug bust? Because I'd like to know how much time anybody got for, drive, for, for captaining one of those boats. Who's the skipper? How how much time did they get in prison? And what's his name? What group was he linked to? That's what I'd like to know. Or could we not know? And are we not given this information? Because the feds are turning around and selling this shit themselves. Now, I know you guys are saying this sounds far-fetched, but I'm not talking about the entire federal government is out here uh, stealing cocaine out of their uh, evidence rooms and they're dealing cocaine on the street. That's not what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying. It's a known street tactic for someone to get busted. And he might, it might not be a big spectacular bust. It might not be the feds kicked in their door and had it on the news and they seized all this cocaine. It could be a bust that you don't know about. It could be an arrest by local police and the feds step in to question this person. And they tell them, look, we got you on this and this. Now you're going to ride or, or you're going to work it off. A lot of cowards choose to work it off. The feds say, well, we're going to make you the man. We're going to give you kilos at this price. And we want you to give us the money and keep re-upping re with us. And we want you to sell it to as many people as you do. And we're going to bust those people. You're going to help us by feeding us busts of major cocaine dealers. A lot of you guys probably never thought about that, but this is what happens every day, kids and youngsters and all you aspiring Scarface, Tony Montana motherfuckers. The feds, get, they, they, listen, it, it's, the game is over. The feds have it on lock. The feds can make you the man. And they won't touch your people. They'll say, your people are fine. We won't bother them. But we're going to, you're going to feed us these busts and that's your job if you want to work these charges off. And that's what happens to a lot of the cocaine that's being seized. The feds have leverage. They could, it, it, I don't know how much they bought it for or if it's as payment, but it, it's virtually pure profit 
or little or nothing. You know, they paid a little or nothing for it if they bought it. Because I'm sure it's some sort of transactions going on. Because here's what happened. Feds might see something. CIA come in and say, oh, we're, we're taking over from here. Whoever's involved. But it's all one big nasty web. And it's a very small world when you start dealing in these types of things. And so there's a lot of cocaine on the street that's coming directly from the federal government. And yes, it is a form of entrapment. A form of it, I say, because typically they're not grabbing some nerd out of a library who's broke and needs money and making him some large cocaine deal. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they keep the influx of drugs on the street. Now, if they if, if they busted all these tons of cocaine, the streets would be fucked up. There wouldn't be any any kind of work in the streets for nobody if they really wanted to stop drugs in society. I mean, l- l- listen, they can police every port in America. You think that's not possible, that they can't have a federal, a, a group of federal officers posted at the ports? I mean, I'm sure they do now, but I'm talking about a more thorough search. How does shit get through? El Chapo is a bad motherfucker, so you say, but listen, everybody's dirty. Ronald Reagan was dirty. Trump is definitely dirty. I'm not saying he's involved in drugs, but um, my point is everybody's not playing fair. Everybody's not playing purely. And if they didn't want drugs on the streets, they could put a major dent in it. But the problem with that is it's just too much money, folks. Just like guns. Too much money involved in that business. In the business of guns in America, as much as Americans love guns, they can't just stop the sales of that because our economy is going to take a hit. And just like cocaine, they can't stop the importation of that and, and, and the opiates and all these drugs. They can't stop that because the economy would take a major fucking hit. you got a lot of people that's uh, selling a lot of drugs, big drugs. They need to get rid of some of that money. The money is bulky. It adds up. Some, some um, houses are full of money. It's a nice middle-class house, two-story joint that's literally full of pallets of money. That money goes back to where whoever the rightful owner of that money is, and he's running out of room to hide the money. So they got to spend some. They spend some in, in, in the economy, which is buying houses, buying cars, jewelry, kind of like a rapper. <laughs> they, they eat good and eat fancy. They, they patronize clubs that uh, has an influx of cash, and all this equals tax dollars because Money that's dirty, they've got to get washed up or get spent equals tax dollars at the same time. If you wiped all that away, whether you know it or not, America would take a humongous hit. And this is why drugs is going to be here to stay. This is why it's been here for so long and so prominent and why America is one of the number one places to, to move your drugs. Everybody who's a drug dealer on earth, whether you get sell it, whether you got a poppy field in Afghanistan, you're trying to get it here in America. This is top dollar, baby. People trying to get high. That's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother episode. I don't, I don't know the answer to why. I don't know why people in America love to get intoxicated so much. Um, it's associated with festivities. It's a festive move. You know, people get high. Some people get depressed eventually to get, become an addict and the shit becomes a, a problem. But in the beginning, it's all fun and games. And same with drug dealing. It's all fun and games until the police come. But this this episode is to discourage you um, aspiring drug dealers. 
Um, prison's waiting for you. And it's almost inevitable, especially depending on the level you want to ride to in the game and you want to be the next so-and-so or better than so-and-so and all that. But it's so twisted and crooked and people are telling and people are cooperating and the feds are involved and they got their thumb in it and they're putting out work on the street too. And they, 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 this guy looks like he's doing so good because the feds are giving it to him cheap, but he might tell you he got some ego somewhere, super secretive and all this bullshit. It's all one big clusterfuck. And um, if you put your mind to something legitimate, you won't hurt your family. You won't ruin your family. You won't uh, you won't be taken away from your family where you become virtually useless to your sons and your daughters and your mothers and sisters and brothers, nieces and nephews and cousins. Because that's what happened to your kids. There's countless stories. Free Ray Ricky Ross was a big prominent figure in that drug game in the 80s. He'll tell you that's nothing to aspire to. He did 20-something years. Luckily, he, he educated himself to get himself freed. Um, you got Lil D out of San Francisco. It's countless people. You got Big Meech, and everybody going to tell you you don't want to be where they are. They're going to tell you, do something else. Don't follow in these footsteps because it's countless kingpins and all these guys you look up to that are dead or imprisoned. It's only a few that's still free. I was blessed to be around those few that are still free. And we changed our lives and we're all on to something positive now, something totally away from that type of life. Um, I made personally, I made the most of my second chance and um, I hope you will, too. I hope you make the most of your first chance. I hope you become discouraged to become uh, Tony Montana or Big Meech or whatever person that you look up to. That's the fly guy in the hood and all that, because, um, hey, the feds are so interested in this shit. They're your friends one day. They turn on you the next day. Think about that. Do your research. Fact check me. Because we're going, we dealing with facts on the Enriched Minds podcast. All facts. Now, I said my opinion about Michael Jackson and all that shit. I said, I don't know if he's guilty or not. Y'all stop attacking me about that shit because that's your opinion. But we never know we wasn't in the bed with that motherfucker. But anyway... If you can find any facts that can contribute to this episode, please, after you like, share and share this motherfucking episode and comment, you let me know what you found that can either discredit what I'm talking about or enhance what I'm talking about. But I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Easter and I hope you all enrich your minds daily and tune in on Tuesday for the next podcast. Peace.